The Upperman Lady Bees remain perfect on the season. York Institute in Cookville split a big non-district showdown while Pickett County opens their district season with a huge win. Several final tune-up games were played this past Tuesday night as district play is set to get underway for several teams in the Upper Cumberland on Friday. This is the High School Playbook. I'm your host, Tom Duggan. We'll be talking to some coaches throughout the course of the program about those final tune-up games and looking ahead to the big schedule on Friday night. Upperman Lady B's head coach Dana McWilliams will join us in just a few moments talking about her team's 71-49 win over Knoxville Webb on Tuesday night. Upperman still undefeated at 6-0 on the season. Josh Hurd of the Cookville Cavaliers will also join us. We'll talk to Mike Johnson with York Institute Dragonettes. The Pickett County Bobcats actually got their district season underway Tuesday night. We'll speak with Coach Joseph Amonette about the first game of district play. We'll also look ahead with Cumberland County girls coach Kim Cram-Torres and Van Buren County boys coach Dustin Sullivan. And we'll also speak with Monterey girls basketball coach Michelle Farley. Monterey, one of the handful of Upper Cumberland teams whose district schedule will not get underway until January 2022. So plenty to get to today. Quickly, let's recap some of the highlights from this past Tuesday night. As we mentioned, Upperman, a big win over Knoxville Webb, 71-49 in girls play. Brooklyn Crouch and Abigail Johnson with 23 points apiece as Upperman improves to 6-0. Cookville, a big win over York Institute, 59-35, as the Lady Cavaliers remain undefeated at 7-0 on the season. Cassie Gallagher pumps in 19 points in the victory for the Lady Cavs. Tough night for Clark Range as they suffer their first setback of the season. Stone Memorial over Clark Range, 63-58. Meanwhile, Clay County over Clinton, 66-46. Clay County still undefeated at 5-0. Clay County and Clark Range will open the district schedule against one another coming up on Friday night. In boys' play, York Institute gets a big win over Cookville Tuesday night, 68-59, as Colin Ayers would score 15 points to lead the effort for Cookville. Pickett County no problem with Red Boiling Springs in the District 7-1A opener for both schools, 63-23 the final score. A.J. Nash scored 25 points. But it wasn't enough for Upperman as they fall in a thriller 75-74 in double overtime to Warren County. And speaking of Upperman, let's travel down to Baxter where head coach Dana McWilliams of the Upperman Lady Bees joins us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, good to have you with us today. A good win Tuesday night over a talented Knoxville web team, 71-49. to Get your team off to a 6-0 start. What have you really liked about your team's performance thus far this season? Well, I think each game, you know, we seem to be getting a little bit better trying to find our identity. And I think a lot of the young kids are really stepping up and really filling uh, some roles that, that we've needed. Coach, you've lost a, a couple of good players last year, Reagan Hurst, Tory Brooks, moving on to play college basketball. And sometimes it's hard to fill those voids, but uh, who are some players that have kind of stepped up and tried to, to fill those very big shoes, if you will? Well, you know, we were returning um, two starters with um, Abigail Johnson and Brooklyn Crouch, who both had really good years uh, last year, have had great careers here. So, we, you know, we knew that um, both of those two were special players. And um, actually, Jayla Cobb has came in, and she was a, she played a significant role last year also coming off the bench, but she's really stepped up her game and um, really made a huge factor for us. 
what about the team really has come together maybe in the early part of the season, and, and what are some things maybe you're still kind of waiting for it to kind of get over the hump? Well, you know, we're just taking it game by game. We know we're young. We know we have some inexperience in some places, and, you know, we're just trying to uh, figure out, you know, what fits our team best. And, uh, you know, I think our working on our team chemistry, which I think is really uh, – actually coming together a little bit uh, faster than, than maybe I expected. Coach, Upperman's never shied away from playing a tough schedule, and uh, some coaches look at it differently. They may not play tougher games until on into the season once district play rolls around. How does it benefit your team really playing that tough schedule early on, year in and year out? Well, you know, we, we, we like to play tough competition. It kind of lets you know where you stand a lot of those teams pick out your weaknesses and and really challenge you to become better and try to work on things that maybe you, you know that you're not great at or you know maybe even something that you're you think maybe you're pretty good at but you you see a team you know they kind of pick it out for you and and show you so it gives you a chance to grow a little bit as a team and you know early in the season you know that really your record doesn't really matter you know it just actually comes down to you know what you do at the end anyway absolutely we're speaking to upperman lady bees head basketball coach dana mcwilliams on the high school playbook coach just you know it's going to be a no days off kind of mentality this year with the new district 7-3-a you know you've been at a tough district before with 8-double-a but uh do you feel like it's even tougher now with white county coming in and the two teams from uh, cumberland county well you know i think um the district that we came from, 8AA, it, it, it's been year in, year out, probably one of the best, if not the best, in AA. So when we come and move to this AAA, certainly we realize it, it didn't get any easier, that's for sure. Um, you know, White County um, has been good for a, a long time, and, uh, you know, Cumberland Stone, we know what they've done in the past, and we know everybody in our program, we got – still have Livingston, DeKalb, uh, Macon, you know, it, it just, there's just really no easy nights. And, and we feel like we probably, you know, again, probably have the toughest district in our class. I would agree with that. And I think it's a who's who of basketball coaches on, on the ladies' side when you look at all the coaches in this district. Is that kind of motivation for you? Do you kind of get amped up when you know night in and night out you're going against some of the best coaches arguably in the state? Well, there's no doubt uh, the coaches uh, in our district are incredible. And, you know, you have to be ready every night. If you're not, you know, they're, they're definitely going to have an opportunity to beat you because, you know, all those teams are going to be prepared. All those teams are very well coached. So, you know, it just it's a challenge every single night. You just can't really take take a night off or think, you know, maybe tonight will be, be an easier game because, you know, they're going to strategize. They're going to have their teams ready to compete and uh you know that but that's actually what makes basketball fun coach coming up on friday night it's the district opener against white county as they come to baxter and it's going to be a special night for your program as a jersey retirement ceremony for reagan hurst uh, talk a little bit about reagan if you would and what really made her a very special basketball player at upperman high school well you know i've been coaching reagan for a long time i think i started actually coaching her in the third or fourth grade and, you know, I knew then she was going to be a special player. It's hard to know, you know, to what level. But, you know, Reagan is an incredible athlete, one of the best athletes that, you know, we've ever had here at Upperman. And 
it was nice to see each year for her. She she just got better and better every year. She was a really good player as a freshman came in and got to play on our championship team. Was a starter there, um, and then just each year she just stepped up her game and just worked on you know trying to become the best she could be. And you know Reagan is, um, I, I think, still we've not seen uh, Reagan's full potential. I think. Um, you're going to see as she's at Tennessee Tech, which we're excited for her about that. I think you're going to see her grow each year and uh, become a really big asset for their program. Well, it'll be a fantastic night celebrating Reagan and her outstanding career at Upperman. Of course, with all the emotion there, Coach, you got a tough game against White County. What do you expect from the Warriorettes on Friday? Well, we know White County, um, you know, is is the favorite in our league to win. Um, our district and, and some people they're the favorite to to win it all this year. So we we definitely understand where our uh, competition is that night, and um, you know we know that they're a great team. They're very well coached, and you know we're um, excited for the challenge. Well, Upperman basketball itself is always exciting. Coach Dana McWilliams, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. Uh, thank you. The Cookville Cavaliers have played a tough early season schedule. That continued on Tuesday night as they welcomed the York Institute to Cookville. York Institute, however, left town with a 68-59 victory. Coach Josh Hurd of the Cookville Cavaliers joining us via telephone on the high school playbook. Coach, tough night against York Institute. Uh, what uh, were they able to do and create some problems? Well, to be honest, it, it was, I mean, they made some shots late, you know, which good teams do, but, you know, the, the error of that, that loss just falls on us on our shoulders, you know, no, no effort, um, you know, just, just, just not, just not coming out ready to play in the second half and continuing to play hard. That's, that's where that loss comes from. Is it just something the team wasn't in the element from the get go last night or was it uh, something at halftime? What, what happened to them? You know, I I really don't know. You know, we've looked at film. I've already looked at film this morning, just going back over it. Just just some of the so many plays that we've that we just don't finish, that we just don't make, and you know, we we think someone else is going to make it, and and you know, those plays always come back to haunt us. You know, they had a stretch where they hit three threes in a row, and it was all off of us just just quick playing, you know, just making bad plays and just bad mistakes on defense. So, you know, it just we we just we just got to lock lock back in and focus on what we're doing and, and get a whole lot better on defense. Has this been somewhat of a recurring theme, particularly the issues maybe on defense so far in the early season, or is it just something that's kind of reared its ugly head at particular times? Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's crazy. You know, we played better all-around basketball defensively and offensively in the summer uh, than we did right now. So it, it looks like we're just taking steps backwards. You know, we we um, we played all summer with about eight guys um, just 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 getting after them on the defensive end. You know, man-to-man was was tough. We played some tough opponents over the summer, and we got up in them. And, and that, but but now, you know, ever since we put these Cavalier uniforms on. And playing in front of people, we we just don't play hard at all. No motivation, no no heart. Um, you know, it's just it, it is what it is. Coach, you've also played a tough early season schedule. A lot of good teams on that schedule early on, and uh, just the challenge of that has that had some effect on your team as a whole? Maybe not at all. To be honest with you, that's the only thing that's probably 
saving everybody's ego right now on, on on our team because we have played a hard schedule. I mean, we've lost to some teams that that we just should not have lost to, you know. And it just comes down to effort, you know. So we we could have we could have played, you know, the regular schedule or not so hard schedule or weak schedule, and we probably still have the same record right now, if not worse. So you know, I'm not going to rely on that or even let anybody think that just because of the schedule. That's the reason why our record is what it is. You know, we we we're at where we're at right now because we have no heart, no. And just no tenacity on defense whatsoever. We're speaking with Cookville Cavaliers head basketball coach Josh Hurd on the high school playbook. Coach, does that maybe change the way that you approach practice? Of what you want to get accomplished in practice, or maybe just the overall feel of practice in general? Yeah, it it, it really does. You know, just uh, getting people on on the court that actually want to play hard. You know, that's going to be the focal point in practice from here on out and in games. And you know we'll we'll find we'll find those five people that that want to play hard on the court the whole time, and if we have to play younger guys or whatever it, whatever it has to be, you know we're gonna we're gonna put the people on the court that want to actually play hard every single play, and and we're gonna address that in practice, you know, and, and in film study. You know, we think we can take a second off or two seconds off of a play, and and it always comes back to haunt us. So. Um, but, you know, whoever that may be, young, old, you know, those are the players that we're going to start focusing in on, on playing and practice any games. Would you call that kind of an earn-it mentality? If you really want it, you got to earn it. If you really want to play, you got to earn that playing time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a big factor, you know. And just the one thing that, you know, we've talked about is, you know, it's, it's hard to have to motivate players to play hard when they seem like they really just don't care at times you know that that is a that is a tough pill to swallow you know and we have the talent you know we have talent at every single position every single position but the thing that we're missing now is is it's the heart to actually want to play hard coach friday night you'll head to stewart's creek what do you know about them and what challenges will they pose to your team they're a similar team um that's going to be going to be a, the the caliber of, of talent, like from our district that we're in now, you know, the Wisconsin district, you know, these, you know, athletic kids fast, uh, play hard and just, just get up in the, you know, so, uh, it, it'll be a good, it'll be a good test for us, but, you know, Friday night is going to be a, uh, eye opener for, for the team and, and individuals themselves about, you know, who's going to be on the floor and who's not going to be on the floor, uh, in, re- in regards to that effort. And one good note, if there is right now, Coach, is you still got a month out until district play opens, and I know you're going to want to see more from your team by the time district play does roll around. Yes, sir, and we will fix it. We will get it right. You know, we have too much talent to just keep falling um, like we're falling. So, you know, we're going to we've, – we've got a lot of guys that actually want to play basketball. So, you know, th- those guys will, will be showcased, and, and we're going to fix these these weak spots that we have. So you know, I have no doubt in my mind that, that we're gonna that we're gonna fix it. It's just, you know, we just got to go ahead and start getting it now. You know, we can't wait until, you know, district starts and then you know try to think that we're gonna just play hard. Then you know, we we got to start showcasing it now. Cookville Cavaliers coach Josh Hurd, our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, best of luck to you on Friday night, and we'll speak to you down the road. 
All right, thank you, sir. Tough night for the York Institute Dragonettes as they traveled to Cookville and the talented Lady Cavs come out with a 59-35 victory. York Institute coach Mike Johnson joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, tough night, but a very good Cookville team. Uh, what was it they were able to do to really give you some problems on Tuesday night? Well, I mean, we rarely get beat on the on the boards, and uh, they decisively uh, handled us in that aspect. When you speak about rebounding and stuff, does is this a York team that has some pretty good size? You know, we don't have any six one, six two, six three kids, but we've got. Uh, we're not small, but uh, you know we're we're strong uh, in the post. You know, uh, just wasn't characteristic of uh, how we played the last several years. Was the offensive flow and rhythm maybe a little bit of a problem as well against Cookville? Well, I mean, last night was just. Uh, once or twice a year, you have one of those uh, one of those nights where it seems like nothing goes right, and uh, that was kind of kind of the way it it uh, started. They just out hustled us and got uh, almost every loose ball. You know, we had several, uh, I'd say four or five at least opportunities in close, not wide open. You know, maybe got bumped a little. Still should have finished the shots, and uh, normally we do. Last night we didn't. Coach, playing Cookville goes along with the theme you've had so far early in the season of playing some bigger schools, some tough bigger schools at that. How much will that help you on down the road once you get into district play and even in preparation for the postseason? You know, the way we look at it, our goal is not to to uh, win X amount of games. Uh, we want to win them all. But the goal is to prepare for use the regular season to be prepared by the end of January and February and uh, be ready for tournament time. To do that, in my opinion, you can't play easy competition. You know, we have tried to uh, really schedule strongly outside of, uh, outside of the district. We're speaking with York Institute girls basketball coach Mike Johnson on the high school playbook. Uh, coach, the district's going to change this year. You step out of 8AA, which is just uh, you know a hotbed of really good teams, and uh, over into this uh, new district, kind of pulling together some AA and single-A teams. What's your take on this district, and, and how do you think it will most affect York Institute this year? Well, I mean, it'll be a lot less road time traveling to away games, so that's a good thing. Jamestown isn't close to anything, <laughs> but uh, don't have to go to Watertown or Cannon or uh, DeCab or, you know, all of those are hour to two hour drives. So, uh, you know, that part of it, I think will help uh, as far as the teams go. Uh, you know, I know Monterey's much improved from where they have been. Jackson County's got one of the best coaches in the state and then Sequatchie and Bledsoe. Uh, saw Sequatchie a little this summer. They look uh, athletic, but young, and uh, you know don't really know uh, a whole lot about Bledsoe, to be honest. Coach, big loss last year. Your star player Haley Johnson moving on to Lee University. Who are some of the players that you've had step up and uh, try to fill that void for you this year? Well, we've uh, got our seniors, Sage Smith and Lacey Patton, and. Uh, uh, they've uh, we've kind of relied on them to uh, uh, continue, you know, the way that we like to do things up here, and they've done a good job of that. Neither one of them are real vocal, but they uh, lead by example. 
our juniors are Ellie Lefew, Gabby Beatty, and Emmy Crabtree. Gabby's had some fantastic games this year. You know, Ellie is uh, one of the best passing post players in the area. Would really like to see her get a little more aggressive as far as shooting the ball. But uh, And then Emmy is, uh, you know, one of the better shooters in the area. She uh, had to sit out last year. She was a transfer. But, uh, you know, expecting her to really help us from the perimeter this year. We've got sophomores, Josie Linder and Hadesa Headings. You know, both are much improved from last year. Josie is uh, one of our better defenders. Uh, and then we've got our freshmen, Annabeth Dunford, Emily Doss, and Reese Beatty. You know, Reese is uh, pretty well known already in, in the area for basketball. She's going to be relied upon to uh, handle the ball and uh, uh, do a lot of things for us. But, uh, you know, Emily is another really good defender. You know, Annabeth, uh, she's improving every day. And uh, so I think we got a good core of 10 kids that uh, hopefully can get us where we need to get to by the end of the year. Coach Johnson will wrap up talking about the upcoming schedule. You get Friday night off, then it's Oneida, Clay County, and Cumberland County, a very busy and competitive week next week. What are you hoping to see from your team in those three games next week? Yeah, we got to get back to uh, playing our style of basketball. You know, we're going to concentrate heavily on rebounding, trying to get uh, some more out of our uh, post play. You know, three quality teams next week. Uh, the week after that, we got the Sonic shootout in Sparta. So, uh, you know, basically uh, after this week, we'll have six games over the next, the following two weeks. Well, Coach, we wish you and the Dragonettes a lot of luck. I know some tough games coming up. The Sonic shootout, as always, will be very competitive. Uh, good luck to you and the York Institute girls in the upcoming schedule. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the time. The Pickett County Bobcats got their district portion of their schedule underway on Tuesday night and in a big way with a 63-23 win over Red Boiling Springs. That win improves Pickett County to 6-1 and one overall on the season. Bobcats head basketball coach Joseph Aminette joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, what were you able to take away from uh, Tuesday night's district opener? Was it good to get that first district game under your belt? Oh, absolutely. You know, any time that you get a conference win, it's a big win for us. And it gave us an opportunity to um, to try some different defenses last night that, uh, that we're going to need to play throughout the year. And uh, I kind of liked what I saw. I liked how we competed. And it's always great to start off conference play with a win. Did this game give you an opportunity maybe to get some younger players into the game that might not normally see game action? It did. It did. You know, we got to, you know, everyone got to play and it got to, uh, to get some younger players an opportunity to, uh, to kind of gain some confidence. And it gave me an opportunity to put some different lineups in that, um, you know, if I ever run into foul trouble, some things that could occur, that I've got some kids that have now played together in real game action. Coach, what are some things that you've seen early on in the season that you're really liking about this team and, and maybe even a surprise that uh, something that the, the team is doing that maybe you didn't expect? Uh, you know, a, a couple of things that I'm, I'm really pleased about on the, uh, on the defensive end, um, we can really guard and we're able to, to play a, a variety of defenses. And, um, you know, that always, you know, at the end of the day, defense kind of wins games. You know, defensively, I really like how we competed. I think we've, um, I think we've done phenomenal defensively, and specifically, you know, Hunter Wattenberger and and Jacob Aminette 
They've really done a good job of on-the-ball defense on some scores. And then Caleb Lohorn has done a tremendous job inside defending. And he's a little undersized, but he competes at a real high level. Keith Wattenberg has improved tremendously defensively. And Zach and Will are continuing to be solid defenders, great defenders like they've always been. So I'm really happy defensively. And then on the offensive side, you know, the thing I guess I did not realize, we passed the ball really, really well. Like we're a, we're a fantastic passing team. And uh, we move it really, really quick which gets us perimeter shots. I knew we were a great shooting team. I didn't know that we were as good of a passing team. We're, we're averaging, you know, between seven, you know, about 17 assists a game. You know, we've got, we've got four kids that have played point guard over their career. As far as Will's played point guard, um, almost his entire career, Hunter Wattenberger has spent times early in his career at point guard. Zach's played a lot of point guard in travel basketball. And Jacobs always played point guard in middle school ball until you know until coming up to high school. So I think the the fact that we've got four kids on the floor that have played point gives us an advantage as far as on passing on how we can move the ball. We're speaking with Pickett County Bobcats head basketball coach Joseph Aminette on the high school playbook. Coach, with so many players able to handle the basketball, the the passing you speak of, and the and the good effort on defense, would you consider this the most versatile team that you've had at Pickett County? Oh, no question. No question. It is it is by far the most versatile team that, that I've ever coached, maybe the most versatile team that's ever played at the school. Um, and the other thing that makes us versatile is we've got four kids on the team right now that have had games that they've hit more than four three-pointers so far this year. And you know, I don't think there are a lot of single-A basketball teams that have got four kids that have had games that they hit four three-pointers in. And we've only played, you know, we're, we've only played seven ball games so far. So I think that versatility and I think the ability to shoot the basketball really puts us in a chance to have a, to have a really good team. Those seven games that you played, some pretty tough opponents in there. Have any of the games maybe exposed some areas of concern that you may not have had necessarily going into the season? Um, you know, I think – um, it's been a little, you know, I, I, not really, you know, it's been unusual. Um, you know, we lost our first game to Cookville and, um, you know, they were playing really well then didn't have, you know, they, you know, they actually had one of the herd pots kids went down that game's not play, at the end of that game and hasn't played since, but you know, that, that game a little bit, I, we played without Zach. Um, so I was a little worried defensively when we played teams that had four guards, how we would be able to, to do defensively. And, and since then, you know, he was able to come back. You know, there's not been anything that really – I had some concerns about our ability to rebound um, as a team, but we've done a phenomenal job rebounding. It's the best rebounding team as a unit I've had. I've got, I've got three kids averaging um, over six rebounds a game in um, Heath, Hunter, and Caleb. And then I've got, I've got two other kids in, uh, in Zach and – and Jacob that are averaging almost five rebounds a game. Wow. So we are rebounding by committee, and that was something I had some concern about is our ability to rebound because we don't have a traditional big guy in the middle, and uh, we've done a really, really good job of that, and that was my big concern going into the season. You mentioned Zach. Zach Amonet, of course, back from an early season injury after having surgery in the offseason. Would you rank him back as 100%, or maybe is he still working his way back to that? You know, I think he's still working his way back to it. You know, it's it's five months um, since ACL reconstruction, so he's you know he's still you know I think physically 
Um, he's pretty close. Uh, mentally, there's still some things that, you know, he's got to do them once before he feels comfortable doing it. And, um, you know, I think the things as far as shooting the basketball, obviously he's he's shooting the ball at a real high level. Um, handling the ball, passing, he's actually probably passing the ball. He's averaging the most assists he's ever averaged. You know, I think the first couple of games that we played defensively, uh, he was a little tentative. And the last two games, he's been really good. So, I wouldn't say that he is where he would be if he had not got injured and had to go through that rehab, but I think he's getting really close. And I think by the end of this month, um, I think he will be back at 100% of where he would have been pre-injury. Great start for the Pickett County Bobcats. Again, 6-1, and one, they win their, region, or their district opener, I should say, on Tuesday night. Another district game coming up Friday night at Gordonsville. Coach Joseph Aminette's been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for a few minutes of your time today. Thank you. The Monterey Lady Wildcats traveled to Sunbright on Tuesday night, came out on the short end of a 70-37 to score. Lady Wildcats head coach Michelle Farley joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, what was it Sunbright was able to do that uh, gave you some problems on Tuesday night? Well, um, it just seems like we have that one team that always seems to um, have us not do our best <laughs> as far as how our overall performance, and that's usually Sunbright. Um, but as far as their team went, they did hit 10 threes, which kind of hurt us a little bit because we couldn't close out on those. Um, but as far as like their overall shooting percentage versus ours, um, you know, they did make a lot more of their shots, um, versus our shooting percentages were rather low for that game. Um, so that really hurt us, um, as far as that goes. But also, I think defensively, we just weren't in the right mindset and it was the whole team, you know, it wasn't really just, one or two people, um, it was basically the whole team. Um, I just didn't really feel like that was our best game. <laughs> what are some areas that you've seen that you've really seen some improvement? Well, the biggest thing um, was that, you know, we wanted to change the overall mindset of the team um, and try to, I guess, improve upon um, the, the past. And, and the past generally led to losses occurring with big blowouts kind of like what we had yesterday um but that's our first biggest loss and and one thing we were wanted to work on and improve was trying to um shorten and lessen that loss margin um so we're not you know getting blown out by teams and that to me is one thing that I feel like we have worked on um tremendously since you know starting this regular season we've played really good teams this year um, and, you know, uh, each week I think these girls are improving. Um, you know, you know, wins are great and everything and losses are good, but, you know, as long as the girls come out um, from the season with a better mindset and in a position where they can believe in themselves and the abilities that they have, um, that's where the true winning happens in my eyes. And I feel like we are getting to that point. Um, you know, like so the day we played Clark Range um, and we only lost by 14 points and I know uh, Lamar Rogers uh, made a comment about us being one of the best Monterey teams he's seen in several years. And to me, that that means more to me than, you know, winning games because I feel like it takes comments like that. It takes people noticing that we are a better team um, and we have the skills it takes to compete with these teams now. Um, and to me, that's just that, – that speaks a lot to me as a coach because, you know, if we lost the rest of the season – uh, as long as we go out and we, um, you know, give our best effort, we're competing and being competitive with these teams that we may not have been competitive with in the past. To me, that's, that's more important because we are growing and it's showing that we're moving in the right direction. 
Do you see that mm-hmm. affecting the players' overall attitudes? Maybe e- even though, you know, it's been kind of a tough start record-wise, the competitiveness that they're showing on the court, is it showing up in practice and in the locker room and things like that? Um, I feel like, you know, our girls, I try to remind them every day, you know, that we're in a tough spot. You know, we know what the program was. We know what we want it to be. And, you know, you we're not going to be able to change these things, you know, in, in one night. It's going to take work. It's going to take 100% effort every day. Um, we're going to have to fix things that aren't working right. We're going to have to make sure we keep things, like, consistent. Um, that's one thing that I feel like we um, are lacking right now is the consistency um, piece of playing. Uh, I feel like we have all the components that we need. It's just trying to make sure that we uh, bring those every game. We're speaking to Monterey Lady Wildcats head basketball coach Michelle Farley on the high school playbook. Coach, who are some players that uh, you've seen step up, maybe even since the start of the season, that you're really starting to see them build their game and improve on the court? Um, So, you know, we have a lot of key players, and that kind of helps us as a team. You know, we've got multiple people that can contribute um, on our our floor when we put them in. Um, But we've seen a lot of... Um, improvements the last couple games, especially the last two games with uh, Clark Range and Sunbright with one of our younger players, uh, Lydia Phillips. She She's come out and she's starting to get that confidence that she needs to play uh, at the level that she's uh, playing at. And it's it's really shown in her. And, and she's, she's worked really hard for us um, these last two games and proven, you know, that she deserves to play. And um, that's that's been huge on that end. Um, and then we've also had – Katie Hopkins, who's um, a freshman of ours, she, she stepped up, um, too, and she's gave us some good minutes. Um, she played really good with Clark Range the other day on defense. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's good when you have young players that are contributing to your success as a team because, you know, that's kind of what you want for the future. Uh, but of course we do have, you know, some veteran players, um, and some juniors that also contribute, um, a lot to the success we've been having, um, and stuff like that. Coach, Friday night you get Van Buren County. You played them once and to within five points, a good Van Buren County team at that. What adjustments, if any, yeah. will you plan on making for the rematch on Friday? You know, um, the big thing is just making sure that my girls know who the problem people are, <laughs> who the people um, or the, the players that they have that are going to uh, be their shooters, going to be the ones that are going to carry their team. Um, and it's just making sure that we're all on the same page with the game plan and, you know, what's expected of them. And then, of course, just, just preparing them mentally and making sure that they realize that we are capable of beating Van Buren. Um, you know, if we come out and we play good and, and we're all on the same page and, you know, we give our best efforts and everybody shows up to play, then, you know, it'll be a really good game. Well, Coach, a lot of progress already being made at Monterey. The team has been fun to watch and competitive so far, and I know that's going to continue. Best of luck against Van Buren County and uh, throughout the season. Thank you. Let's travel down to Spencer for this portion of the playbook as head coach Dustin Sullivan of the Van Buren County Eagles joins us on the hotline. Coach, good win for your Eagles on Tuesday night over Sequatchie County, 52-30. to What did you really like about your team's overall performance on Tuesday? Oh, uh, I, I thought the biggest thing is we came out after halftime and and really did a good job of making the adjustments that we talked about. Came out with a uh, more energy and, uh, and and rebounded the basketball better. And, and I thought that was the difference in in pulling away in the second half. So I was proud to see that. I see thirty points given up to your opponent. I think it must have been a pretty good night defensively. Was that the case? Uh, it, it was. We, we defended well. Uh, Sequatchie's missing a, a few kids, so they're a little bit undermanned too. So don't want to 
uh, take anything away from them. They get healthy, they'll be uh, they'll be more potent uh, offensively. It, it, it's tough on all of us as coaches when we're missing a few guys. So uh, I don't want to get uh, too caught up in our defensive prowess because uh, we we still got a long ways to go in that regard. Well, I was going to follow up with that. I know when we talked earlier in the season, that was one area that you were still quite <clears throat> concerned about was the effort on the defensive end. Are you still though seeing some improvements in that area? I think we're getting better. I mean, the the kids are, are trying to uh, uh, what we're asking them to do. We're still still trying to figure out um, maybe what we do uh, the best defensively uh, to put ourselves in the um, in the right positions. And, and you know, sometimes that take take takes us a little while, but uh, I, I think we're starting to get it figured out. Coach, one thing we also talked about earlier was the amount of shooting that your team did during the off season and the number of shots they were putting up on the hole. Have you seen that payoff on the court thus far? It's been in spurts. We've not shot it as well consistently as I would have expected or hoped. But, you know, we'll keep putting the shots up. And I think when the time comes, you know, with that added confidence, I think they'll fall down. Bringing back the district player of the year and John Allen, I know, was huge for you. What has John's game maybe elevated to as he stepped into this season? Early on, uh, he, he struggled a little bit. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get it fixed. He, um, you know, he he's, he he got sick. Uh, still kind of trying to maybe I think get over that a little bit physically. So he, he's not been as strong as uh, as he 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 would have liked, and uh, uh, led to a. To a few struggles but uh, played much better last night so uh, I think we're about to turn the corner there. We're speaking with Van Buren County Eagles head basketball coach Dustin Sullivan on the high school playbook. Coach I know you've got some good upperclassmen on this team you're heavy in that area this year but have you had some younger players on the team that have kind of stepped up and made a mark for you so far? Well right now we're you, you know uh, like you said we're, we're pretty uh, junior and senior heavy uh, about the only Underclassman right now that's that that's really uh, doing anything, but he's he's doing a lot. Is Garen Lewis is a, a sophomore guard, and uh, he, he's starting playing well, and, and one of our most consistent players. So as far as far as underclassmen go, he's the one he's the one that's uh, really uh, carved out a role right now. Coach, the next three games on your schedule on the road, and they're going to be pretty tough. You've got to Monterey on Friday. You go to Clark Range on Tuesday. Then it's to White County next Friday. Very tough run there. What do you hope to see from your team? Uh, we just need to continue to grow at this point. Uh, like you said, all three of those are going to be tough. Monterey's very physical, and, uh, you know, we had a tough two-point win here, so they're going to be uh, – you know, itching to uh, to return the favor at their place. Hadn't played Clark Range in a few years, and so uh, that's always a fun gym uh, to go uh, play a game in and good atmosphere. And and we've never played at White County in a regular season game since I've been the coach. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Played them last Saturday night here, and that was the first time we had played them at all uh, in 30 years. So uh, we we're, we've been excited about that. I find that kind of surprising with the schools in close proximity, but I do realize there's a difference in the size of the schools. But, Coach, do you still kind of enjoy stoking that rivalry and kind of getting it going? Well, we do. And, and like all of, I mean, our, our little elementary school plays uh, in their elementary school league to give them some games. So all these kids, uh, they're in high school now. They played against each other in elementary school. Sometimes they play against each other in middle school. 
you know, they run around together. They all know each other. A lot of them are friends. So uh, it, it was fun. And we'd been trying for years to get that back on the schedule, and it just never really kind of kind of worked out because we've never been opposed to, you know, to, to getting a, a bigger school on the schedule from time to time. You know, we've played Cookville. We've played Warren County and, and, and teams like that. So uh, it just it never worked out with Sparta until this year. And so we were, you know, I, I hope we can continue to do it. And, and, and it's, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Well, Coach Sullivan, a tough stretch coming up. And, of course, you'll get underway with district play after the Christmas break. And a lot of exciting basketball ahead for the Van Buren County Eagles. Coach Dustin Sullivan, thank you for a few minutes of your time this evening. All right, thank you. Let's travel over to Crossville on this segment of the High School Playbook and talk some Cumberland County Lady Gents basketball. Coach Kim Cram Torres is our guest this morning via telephone. Coach, a tough game against McMinn Central on Tuesday night, losing 53-47. to But uh, McMinn, typically that's always a really good basketball program. Uh, how tough were the Lady Chargers on uh, Tuesday night? Oh, they're real tough. And we, we knew that they would be, and we knew that we wanted to play that game. Um, we really wanted to test ourselves. and In fact, we really wanted to test ourselves um, every night prior to going into um, district play, and, and they, they really capped, uh, capped it off for us. But they're tough, and they're really well coached. I mean, you know, he's one of the best around, and um, his kids are prepared, and they're just really mentally tough and physically tough. Coach, what has been some of the adversity that your team has faced, not just Tuesday night, but throughout the early portions of this basketball season so far? You know, we're going through a really unique situation uh, at CCHS. You know, we've had two different coaches in two years, and so that transition has been uh, a tough one. Um, And so I think that alone has really contributed into some of the mistakes we've made, you know, system-wise, um, expectation wise. And so I think those things, those intangible things have been the biggest uh, thorn in our side. And so when you go against an experienced and well-coached team like McMinn Central, um, they really um, polarize those type of mistakes for us. Coach, a couple of players we discussed uh, in our earlier conversation, Emery Barragona and Abby Houston, a couple of your upperclassmen on the team. Have they really stepped up and embraced leadership roles for your team? Well, I think they're trying to. You know, I think they're trying to. I think um, there is this, you know, there's a huge jump from being a sophomore to a junior. And so I think for them, uh, they didn't realize how hard it is, how hard it is to be a leader. Um, and so I think those are the challenges that both of them are facing. You know, there's a lot more expectation. Everybody wants to be a leader until they're asked to lead, right? right. So um, it, it, is, it is tough because a lot of stuff falls on your shoulder. The mistakes fall on, fall on your shoulder, and the success falls on your shoulder. So um, I think those two have really kind of been battling uh, through to kind of find their way. Um, and they've both had really great nights, and they've both had nights that have not been great. How far maybe do you feel like you are for maybe this team being what it possibly can be, playing their best ball for this season? I think we're going to go into our district play playing the way we want to be playing. Um, now, a lot of things fall into play with that. You know, we really need to be healthy. We've had um, some key people out last night you know uh we had 
our, our, our post player had rolled an ankle, so she didn't play last night. We had a, another key person who comes off the bench, Aaliyah Hawkins. She was sick. So those things really make a difference. But I think we're right where we want to be stepping into district play. I think we're real close. And, and if we're rolling the way we want to be rolling come Friday, I think we're going to settle in pretty good. We're speaking to Cumberland County Lady Jets head coach Kim Cram Torres on the high school playbook. You mentioned Friday. Macon County comes to Crossville, the defending uh, AA state champion. I know they've lost some players and uh, uh, been a tough ride for them so far, but there's some players there, Coach, that have won a championship. They've got a coach that's won a championship. You never take that for granted. What do you expect from the Tigerettes on Friday? Well, I think they're going to be really prepared because that's what uh, winning programs do. Um, and I think um, winning coaches have their kids prepared and – um, yeah, they, they, they'll be young, but I'm certain that they're going to work really hard and they'll be really scrappy. Um, so you can't walk into any game thinking, oh, well, it's just making or it's just so-and-so. You've really got to go in and win. Winning is hard. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think people realize just how hard it is. And it doesn't matter who you've lost or who you've gained – um, especially with great coaches. Great coaches will always have those kids prepared. Coach Kim Cram-Torres has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, we wish you the best of luck Friday night against Macon County, and uh, thank you for a few minutes of your time today. Hey, I appreciate you. District play will get underway for several Upper Cumberland teams this Friday night among the headline games. Clay County will be at Clark Range. That should be a dandy girls matchup. White County at Upperman in what should be a pair of good basketball games. Also, it'll be Macon County at Cumberland County, Stone Memorial at DeKalb County, and Pickett County will play their second district game of the season at Gordonsville. And, of course, we'll have the full recap of Friday night's games on the Saturday morning edition of the High School Playbook, Saturday at 9 a.m. from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Until then, for the Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan.